This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Bruch We're continuing in Mishnah Bura. Uh, we're continuing in Mesachas Ksubais, Daf HaShavua. We're learning Daf Yud Aleph Amud, Yud Amud Beis. Daf Yud Amud Beis. We're on the third line, second line, on Yud Amud Beis. The Gemara says, Gamliel Somebody came before Ram Gamliel Barabi. So somebody uh, appeared before him and he says, He says, Rabbi, I lived with my wife and I didn't find any blood. So on, on Daf Tess, we were talking about somebody who lived with his wife, and he says, Pesach Pasuach Matzasi. I found that she was open, her basulam were broken. And uh, this instance, he says, she has no blood, she's not a basula. Amro Le Rebbe, she said to the Rebbe, meaning this is her response, Adayin Basulani, I'm still a basula, what are you talking about? I'm still a basula. So we have this dispute. The guy says that she didn't have dam. Now listen carefully. She doesn't say, I was a basula at the time that he lived with me. She's saying, today I'm still a basula. He lived with me many times. He, and for whatever reason, I'm still a basula. Maybe he did hataya, or he, he never broke the basulam. But even today, I'm still a basula. So Ram Gamliel conducted the following experiment. Don't try this at home. Amar Lahani said to them, Bring me two maidservants. Achas basula v'achas bula. One that's a basula, and one that was already lived with somebody. So hivilo, they brought it to him. So they brought him the specimen. And they, he positioned them on a barrel of wine. The woman who had relations, the smell of the wine wafted through her because she was open. I mean, again, like Michael, like we were talking, biologically it would be very hard to explain this, how wine, the scent of wine is going to waft through a woman who's a ba'ula, not a basula, but that's what happened. The basula, the smell did not waft through her. So Rabbi Raman Gamliel did the test. He did the test, and the smell did not waft through. So clearly she was closed, and she was a besula. Amar Ram Gamliel said, Go merit, in other words, take possession of your purchase. So basically he did this scientific experiment. The old wine in the barrel besula check. And it turned out she was a basula. Says the Gemara, why did he have to make an experiment on two shvachais? Just check the woman straight up if this is a valid test. So see if the if the smell wafts through, she's a bula. If it doesn't waft through, she's a basula. The nivdek bigava. Why don't we check her straight up? Says the Gemara. Gemara have a shmiyale. Ram Gamliel had a tradition that this test worked. Maisalo hava. Chazi. He never saw it in real life. So he didn't know if it worked. He heard it worked, but he never saw it actually be effective. The Savar, he thought, Dilmo like Kimle, Begave, Dilmo Sashapir. 
Maybe he doesn't know how to do it properly. It's not nice, it's not to use Jewish women as an experiment. Now the truth is, it's one should not use a shivcha either, but it's certainly preferable than using a B'nai Yisrael. So that's, this is a very interesting test. I know, I don't know what, your do, what you doctors, uh, whether biologically, um, this is going to work, Bizman Hazed, that the smell of wine will waft through the woman's body. I mean, just because she's open, there's a lot of, a lot of the goof that this smell is going to have to travel through in order to come out of her nose and her mouth. I mean, it almost sounds absurd. But, you know, whether it's Nishtana Hateva, where they just had a certain extra sense of smell. Actually, Elena, when I was in France uh, recently, um, they, took, they took us to a perfumery. And in the perfumery, they have experts, expert noses. And an expert nose is somebody who trains themselves to be able to smell thousands and thousands of scents that we cannot smell. It's a certain sense that they develop, and there are only X number of noses in the whole world, I, mean, I think under 100 or something, and maybe back in the times of the Gemara, they just had a certain sense of smell that we don't have anymore. Okay, anyway, the Gemara continues. Somebody came before Gamliel Hazakin. Said, I had relations, I didn't find blood. So she says, Rebbe, don't you know who I am? I have the privilege, the distinction of being from the family of Dorkti. They don't have the blood of menstruation and they don't have the dam of Basulim. Baldak so Ram Gamliel didn't just uh, bite on that. He went to check if she's related to this family. Baldak Ram Gamliel Bekrovose. Ram Gamliel checked out the relatives of Matzah Kivara, and in, in fact, she was for the family of Dorkti. Amar Loi. So Rebbe said to the husband, Lech Zakhe B'Mekacha, go take possession of your purchase. How fortunate you are that your wife does not have blood. Ashrecha Shezachisa L'Mishpachas Dorkti. It's like you know you married into the Rothschilds over here. You. uh you got a dorkti lady. Says Gemara, my dorkti. Why are they called dorkti? Darkatua, a cut-off generation, which we're going to see is because the more blood a woman has, the more fertile she is. So the generation is cut off because it sort of mitigates her ability to have children. So now the Gemara is going to question why was Ram Gamliel so complimentary to the guy? Not having blood is not a good thing. He says, oh, go take, go be zoicha in your purchase. It's not a zuchus. It seems like uh, he got a bad deal. He got the raw end of the deal with this lady. Gamliel consoled that man um, with empty consolation. The Tani Rabchia taught. Kishem shahasa'or yafel isha, just like yeast is good for dough. Kach domim yafem liisha, blood is good for a woman. Blood makes a woman more fertile. Vatana mishum rabmeir, it was taught in the name rabmeir, kal isha shadamea merubin, banea merubin. Any woman who has a lot of blood will have a lot of kids. 
So what kind of consolation is, oh, Baruch Hashem, you got a dork tea. That's not a good thing. And she's not going to be fertile. So the Gemara now goes through two possibilities. Itmar, Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba Amar, Rabbi Bar Abba said, that Ram Gamliel said, go merit your purchase. Amar Amarlei. So again, Imar, Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba Amar, Zachei b'makacha. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba said, Rabbi Gamliel said, go merit your purchase. Rabbi Yosi Bar Abba Amar Neschayev b'makacha. Amarlei. Rabbi Yosi Bar Abba said, go be uh, obligated in your purchase. Says the Gemara, Bishlam alamadam neschayev. Bishlam, according to the opinion that he said, go, go. Uh, Suffer with your purchase. Hainud Rabbi Hanina. That's what Rabbi Hanina said. That Ram Gamliel gave empty and false consolation. But according to the opinion that he said, go merit your purchase. What merit is there? What advantage is there? What plus positive is there that the woman doesn't have blood? So the Gemara says, it is a positive because you never have to deal with uh, any she'elois. You don't have to deal with suffolk nida. they suffolk nida. Now we have another case, and this case is probably um, the most likely in terms of contemporary possibility. Somebody came before Rebbe. Amralei Rebbe ba'alti sidam. I had relations. I she didn't have blood. Amralei she said to him, Rebbe Adam b'sula yisi. Says, I don't know, can't tell you why I didn't have blood, but I'm still a basula. But oh, Ushnei Bitsaris Hava, it's famine. I'm not at optimal health. I'm malnourished. Malnourished, no period. Ra Rebbe Shibnaim Shchaim. Rebbe saw their faces were blackened. Siva Alem, he commanded. Vechnisim Lamerchatz, he sent them to the bathhouse. Vechilam, he gave them to eat. Vehishkam, he gave them to drink. Vechnisim Lecheder. He brought them into the room. Baal, they had relations with Saddam, and there was blood. Amar loy, Rabbi said, Lech zakeh Go merit your purchase. She was just malnourished. Kari, just wondering here, why did Rabbi have to bathe the guy and give the guy nourishment? I mean, if the issue is she doesn't have blood, so she's the issue of what relevance is it, unless maybe he, because he was malnourished, so his ability to consummate the marriage was also somewhat limited. And he also needed the, let's say, the nourishment to be able to break the basulim, perhaps. In any event, Kari Rebbe Aleh and Rebbe called upon on them Safar oiram al atzmam. Their skin has dried on themselves, on their bones. Yavesh hayakates. They were dry like wood. Yeah, I like that approach. That Rebbe needed. Uh, the guy also had needed nourishment in order to be moitzi dam from her basulam. Okay, the Mishnah continues. Basula ksubasa masayim. A basula. Her ksuba is 200 zuz. V'almana mana. 
An almana is a hundred zuz. Now, there's a big shaila. These zuz, is it pure silver or is it mixed with other material? And what does 200 zuz translate into today? Rav Moshe says 100 pounds of silver. I looked it up right before the shear. 100 pounds of silver is $25,000. That's money. Okay? Anyway. Um, so the, the Mishnah says, a Basula gets 200 zuz, the Almana Mana. An Almana gets 100 zuz. Basula, but a virgin who's an Almana, who's a widow, Grusha, divorcee, v'chalutza, or someone who did chalutza, min ha'erosin, so therefore there's no reason to assume that her basulim have not been broken, have been broken, ksubasan masayim. She gets a full ksuba of 200 zuz, and if she turns out not to be a basula, the marriage is rendered null and void, because it's a mekach tos. he thought he was getting a basula, despite the fact that she was an almana, but she was an almana, from Erosin. Okay, so now the Gemara asks, My Almana, where does the word Almana come from? What is the etymology of the word Almana? Amar Rav Chana Bagdata. Rav Chana Bagdata, Rashi says from Baghdad. Rabbi Chanan Chana of Baghdad, of Baghdad said, Almana al Shem Mana. The word almana comes from the amount of money the almana gets. Either almana she doesn't get a mana, or she gets a mana. Meaning she's missing a mana, or she gets a mana. Almana mina erisin ma'yikalameymer. What about almana from erisin? She gets 200 zuz. So we should change her name. We should call her uh, a cane mana, or, or masayim. Says Gemara, I did Her name got stuck, even though it's not really accurate for her, but it's Agav, the regular Amana. Says the Gemara, what about the Amana in the Taira? Ksuba is only Midrabanan, so if Ksuba is Midrabanan, Amana Dechsiva excuse me, the Ksuba of an Amana is Drabanan. Ksuba of a regular woman we had on Toysus, on Yudam and Aleph on the top left. That's a machloikas between Rav Nachman, who says it's Rabbanon, and Rav Shem Gamliel, who says it's Dairaisa. Toysus paskins like Rav Shem and Gamliel, that Ksuba of a Basula is Dairaisa. But Ksuba of an Almana is definitely Drabbanon. So why would the Torah call an Almana um, Alma Mana? The Torah calls it mana because the Torah knows the future that the rabbis will enact a mana. Says Can does the pasuk write for the future? Says in sure. Here's an example. The name of the third river in the Garden of Eden was Chideka. Ashur. It traveled east of Ashur. V'tanur of Yosef. Ashur. What's Ashur? Sol Zusalika. Solusia. 
But the only thing is, in the Garden of Eden, this city did not exist yet. So how could you say that the the Tigris traveled east of a city that didn't exist? Umi Havoi. Did that city exist? Asida. It was destined to be. Hachanami here also. Almana da Asida. It's destined to get a mana. But when the Torah was written by Moshe, it was labeled that. But a Ksuba was after the time of Moshe. Um, uh, um, I don't understand. What? The, the names of the river, when Moshe wrote the Torah, when the Torah was written, they, it had the name. Even though it wasn't by Beratius, but when Moshe actually wrote the Torah, wrote the Torah, it had the name. But, but a Ksuba, right. wasn't, wasn't... You're saying Moshe wrote the Torah, so Ashur had already founded that city. Right. Yeah, but Moshe's writing a narrative as if, you know, that took place before his time. So you're saying, well, maybe, maybe it's only appropriate to do that if... At the time of the author, it exists, but but the Torah itself will not include information for the future. Okay, I hear that. What you're saying was the Gemara's Havamina, <laughs> right? And the Gemara says, no, we're not going to make that distinction. Um, okay, Vamar of Bagdataha Matar. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the rain. Now, Rashi points out we're not darshaning the etymology of the word rain. So why exactly we're talking about the rain, it's probably just, this is another statement of Rav Chana Bagdata. I mean, if you remember, the Gemara in Masech says that rain penetrates the earth like the man penetrates the woman, Right? Um, so perhaps in the context of the Bia, so we speak about the rain as they both are hoilid umatzmiach. But Pashib Shad is this is just another statement of Rav Chana Bagdata. Matar, rain, mashkeet, waters, meravit, saturates, umazavel, it fertilizes, ma'adin, it brings shine to the fruits, umamshech, and it draws produce. Amar Rava bar Rabbi Yishma, vitemer of Yemer bar Shalmiya, Maikra, what Pasuk brings out this idea? Tilameha Rave. You water, you saturate the furrows of Eretz Yisrael. That's saturation. Nachas gedudeha. Bringing peace to her furrows. Kasha bervivim to my gana. You soften with her, your showers. So soften is fertilizing and luster. And the end of the Pasuk is Simcha Tevarech, you bring pro- blessing to the produce, that's Mamshech. Now we're going to darshan a word. We're going to darshan the word Mizbeach. Uh, Amar Rabbi Alazar. Mizbeach, Maziach. The Mizbeach cuts down. Umezin, it nourishes. Mechabev, it endears. Mechaper, it atones. So right now the Gemara feels maziach 
Maziach is um, to cut away. The Gemara thinks it refers to cutting away sin, so that's the same thing as Machaper. Ask the Gemara, Hainu Machaper, Hainu Maziach. It atones and it cuts. It's the same thing. So Gemara says, no, the cutting and the atonement are not for the same thing. It cuts away the decrees that sin brings and it atones for sin. Meziach Gezeros. It cuts away decrees. Umechaper Avoinos. And it atones for sin. What? Sorry, Rabbi, why, did, why does the Gemara going into Mizbeach now? Well, because again, um, we're sort of continuing the subject of uh, breaking down the etymology of words. We just brought in the word almana. What, where does almana come from? So, so now we're explaining the etymology of a, of a word, another word, mizbeach. That similar to, just like almana, the etymology is some of the letters represent certain qualities of almana. So to mizbeach, the word mizbeach stands for and carries the meaning meziach, Mezin mechabev mechaper. Says Gemara v'Amar Abchana Bagdata Tamri dates. Now dates. Here's something you need to know about dates. Don't eat them unless you get trained by the vad of the five towns how to check for bugs, because there are worms in them. There are lots of worms and dates. So you say, what do you mean? It has a hechsher on it. So this is what it means. It has a hechsher on it. When there's a hechsher on a fruit, it means it's not, there's no chazer in the fruit. But it doesn't mean there are no bugs in the fruit. Why they do that, I don't know. But you do not eat a date unless you know what the infestation you're looking for. There are little worms that unless you're trained, you have no idea what you're looking for. So if you came here tonight just to know you can't eat dates unless you check them, it was a worthwhile evening. So, but if you do check the date, Meshachnan, it makes you warm. Masbion, it satiates. Meshalshalan, it loosens the bowels. Meashran, it makes you strong. Veloy mefankan, but it doesn't make you dependent on delicate foods. Amarav, achal temarim al yoira. If you eat dates, do not pask in a halacha. I was mechadesh halacha that if you eat a donut, you should not pass an halacha, because there's so much sugar in the donut that it makes your mind so befuddled and so clouded you cannot think clearly for about three days afterwards. I mean, after consuming 1,200 calories in that donut, you, I don't think you should pass an halacha. If you can't pass after drinking a revius of wine, don't pass after donut. But the Gemara says a similar thing. The Gemara says don't pass after eating dates; it clouds the mind. Dates in the morning and the evening are good. In the morning, everybody eats pas shachris, bread. Of course, in American society, it's a big sin to eat bread. You only could drink coffee. But the Gemara says bread in the morning, it removes anxiety, it removes hatred, it removes all, it puts you in a good mood. It's important to eat pas shachris. So dates in the morning are good. Va'arvis, supper time, they're good. Bemincha in the afternoon, by the nap, by the afternoon nap, they're bad. Ra'is. But saharayim, in the, um, after your lunch, ain't kamaisan, there's nothing like them.
They nullify three things. Machshavara, bad thoughts. V'choyli me'ayim, and intestinal distress. V'tachtoinios, and hemorrhoids. So we see that dates are good. So why do we say, if you ate dates, don't pask, and dates are very healthy? Says Gemara, you're right, they're very healthy, but they still cloud your mind, so you can't pask. And me, I'm Rina, ma'alu. We never said they're not good. They're very good. They temporarily cause a limit your judgment. Just like wine. The master said, Someone who drinks servius of wine, do not paskin. The boys say, Man, if you want, you could say something else. Like kasha. It depends when you eat the dates. Dates are like antibiotics. They're good on a full stomach. They're not good on an empty stomach. One is before bread. Before bread, they ain't good. To have them in the afternoon before you eat lunch, it's not good. After bread, they're good. My mommy told me. Dates before bread. It's like a, it is like a axe to a date palm. Date palms don't like axes. Right, it's like I tell my kids, you can eat dessert, but after the main course, if you eat dessert on an empty stomach, so not healthy. So dates are good. Basar um, nama after after bread ki dasha. It's like a bar for a door. Bars are good for doors. Doors need bars. Now. The last couple of blah were a lot of bars and doors. I mean, we had a bar for the door. That that the way Hatoya works is that, that there's a bar in back of the door. So if you sort of come in on an angle on the side, you get in without breaking the hymen. Anyway, dasha. What does dasha mean? How does dasha refer to door? Amar Rava Derachsham. Dasha means the path is this way. Darga, ladder, Amar, now Pashup Shad here is we're darshaning uh, the etymology of other words. The Ben Yoyada has a Kabbalistic interpretation over here. He's trying to figure out before. Somehow Gag is 33, a whole, a whole Pshat. Amar Rava Derech Gag, ladder, Darga means the road to the roof. Puriya, a bed, the Ben Yoyada says the Yud Aleph of Puriya corresponds to the Hey Vav, the 11 of the Yud Ke Vav Ke. But why is it called a bed? Amra Papa Shaparin Veravin Aleha. Because it is, its purpose is procreation. Amra of Nachim Bar Yitzchak, Nachim Bar Yitzchak said, Af anu neemar, we can also say islandus duchronus. We could dash in the word islandus. A woman who doesn't have a uterus who's infertile is called an islandus. Why? Because it means a male ram. That a male cannot cannot conceive and give birth. So an islandus is like a male ram that cannot conceive and give birth. While we're on that subject. Um, someone on Friday night had a really uh, wondrous thought. You know, in the beginning, if Yitzchak was not going to go on the Akedah, it seems like there was going to be a set in his place. 
And ultimately, so what happened? Was it a sheep or was it a, a ram? How did the set turn into an ayah? So someone in the shul, Rani Benjamini, he said, well, we know the Archaim HaKadosh writes in many places that before the Akedah, Yitzchak had the neshama of a female. That's why he never got married, because he wouldn't have been able to have children. That's why he's always associated to Sarah. Hashem Pakad Sarah. After the Akedah, his female soul departed and a male soul came into him. And now is Avraham Hoyled Yitzchak, and now it's time for him to get married. So originally, in lieu of Yitzchak, we needed a Seh, female. But after the Akedah, now that he's a Zachar, we need an Ayal to take his place. Anyway, Rabbi Isai, great to see everyone. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful evening. Kol Tov. Uh, thank you, Rob. Thank you, thank you. Kol Tov. Good night. Good night. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.